0: The blast from our past network. Conrad! Right. right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing <laughs> good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now!
1: He's a re-gifter!
0: Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. What's up, everybody? It's uh, your old pal Cory here, one half of the illustrious Cartwright team. With me this week on a very special bonus episode is uh, Mrs. Spees, Keisha, as everyone uh, has uh, knows on the show. She's uh, She gets mentioned a lot by both uh, uh, Adam and me, and uh, she is coming in to save the day today uh, because... If not for Keisha, we would not be recording. I want to let you guys all know uh, we went dark this week because Adam, uh, unfortunately, got sick with uh, COVID. Um, he, I mean, as 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 Keisha knows, you know, and everything, he's, Adam is very good about, you know, taking care of himself and not... Putting himself in harm's way, but unfortunately, uh, you know, this is relatable. Everybody can understand. He, he got it. So we were hoping to record uh, this th- this weekend now, um, but I just talked to Adam. His voice sounds <laughs> terrible. So uh, Keisha, to the rescue, said, you know what? I'll, I'll come in and, and we'll do a bonus episode. So uh, Keisha, thank you. Um, please say hi to everybody out here in the podcasting world.
1: Hey, Corey. I am happy to be here. Yes, instead of the Kavorka, Adam has the Kekovit this week. <laughs> so we're uh, we're doing what we can, and he was just weak enough that I was able to lock him out of the studio. So we're gonna do this, and he can just regret it later.
0: How are you feeling, by the way?
1: I'm fine. I got the version where nothing is wrong. My taste and smell got a little weird for a bit, but I've been very lucky. So uh, avoid this because you don't know how it's going to happen or hit your household
0: until it does. One of us is down and out and the other one's fine. And so I'm going to take this time just to preemptively... Let everyone know that my wife, as of uh, two days ago, got sick as well. Um, The doctors think that it's the flu, but she has a little bit labored breathing, but she also has asthma, so we don't know if that's kind of more related. Um, And then she has like a bit of a stomach thing going on. So (laughs) I was just joking with Adam via text uh, about an hour ago. I'm like, man, wouldn't it suck if like we were dark for two weeks because Adam was sick and then I get sick. Um, But I just want to let you guys know uh, my wife got tested. We don't have the results yet. Um, I will let you guys know if I get sick or anything um, but we do appreciate you know everyone being cool uh, you know th- uh, for all of this and, and everyone has been cool so far uh, we've had a couple people hit us up and, and wondering like where we were this week but I did make a post on Facebook um, please make sure you check our, our Facebook page that's where I'll, I'll make any kind of announcements and everything uh, but yeah we'll see what happens i I'm, I'm hoping I don't get sick um, so let's just knock on wood that Adam and I I will be back with uh, the dinner party the week after Thanksgiving, depending on when, when you listen to this. That should be the next episode that we do. And honestly, <laughs> Keisha, we Adam and I have done this uh, for 75-plus episodes with no unintentional uh, hiatus. So that's not, not bad, right? Like, we've had a pretty good track record up until this month.
1: I'm pretty impressed. This is, this is something.
0: <laughs> well, and you're also a listener, so that that means a lot to me as well, because you're you're not just uh one of um you know, not just not one of you're not just Adam's wife, but you're also a, a listener as well and a fan of the show.
1: I am the wife, referred to by Adam, the same way Jerry and George <laughs> refer to their girlfriends by various whatever titles. Yes, I am one of the wives for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I am also a listener, yes, uh from the early days on the BFOP, as it is called in this household network.
0: Um BFOP.
1: I, exactly BFOP up. I like to listen and see what direction it's going to go. I listen to all the shows, um, see who is doing what and the combinations of personalities. And this is I'll, I'll be honest. This is still one of my favorites. I, I am in life a runner, and you guys have almost made me stop running at times to laugh or to say, "What the hell is happening here?" <laughs> what
0: the fuck is my husband? What are they talking about?
1: Now? about? <laughs> Why are they talking about this in public? Someone's gonna get censored. Um, I think. Oh, doesn't Henry over at um, last podcast left free speech jail?
0: It's free yeah. speech jail. Free yes. Speech yeah. Jail. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know how it hasn't happened here, but yes, I am a listener as well as as well as being the wife yes
0: <laughs> well and, and and you know as anyone who's listened to the show uh, since the beginning or just, you know, new, you will hear Adam and I mention Keisha, mention Myra pretty much every single episode. So we we were, we are intending on having a special show um, at some point uh, during the, the run of all of this where where Myra and Keisha can actually, we can we can pick their brains and, and get their feedback on things. Uh, right now we're kind of playing with it as like once the show wraps up, we'll probably do like maybe a couple of bonus episodes after um, and have you on there. For my wife, it's more of the, I, I think Keisha's a little bit more gung-ho th- than she is. My wife's a little bit scared. So I'm like, don't worry, honey, you got uh, two years to, to mentally prepare for this. So,
1: Myra, I got this. Just show up. Just show up. I got it. <laughs> Just show it. up. P.S. Your costume was amazing. Well done.
0: (laughs) Well, as Keisha, as you know, uh, I will relay that to her verbally because she does not listen. She does not not listen. Uh,
1: Of the four of us, there's uh, no question who the smartest one is here. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, so... I have, you know, we kind of put this together last minute, um, you know, we don't really have a structure to it, so we're just going to have fun, talk about Seinfeld, uh, you know, probably talk about Cartwright, you know, maybe some inside baseball stuff there, uh, but Keisha, before we jump into that, we were talking offline a little bit about podcasts and stuff, what, uh, what do you recommend, what, what podcasts do you listen to personally?
1: I am one of those women who's referred to as a murder girl. I listen mm. to a lot of the the true crimes, the serial killers and whatnot. That's where I go. Uh, Cartwright Seinfeld podcast is one of my few that does not fall into that. And like I mentioned, my, my thing is running. And so I'm listening to these, yes, while running through neighborhoods I don't know, in the dark, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think you and I, Corey, overlap on last podcast on the left. Those yeah. guys have – they've come a long way. When they first started, some of their stuff was uh, – particularly for a female audience a little rougher. Yeah. They they've they've done a great job of figuring out where their audience is and who is listening and what is relevant and even with free speech jail um they're just doing excellent. So I I really enjoy listening to them. I think you also you're all caught up with those guys as well.
0: Yeah, I, I listen to them right when an episode drops. And the funny thing is, I'm kind of the opposite of you and uh, my buddy Luke. Um, he His wife is is a huge Last Pod uh, fan as well. But both of you guys, uh, you and her, Laura, you guys love the the true crime aspect of it. I kind of just put up with the true crime for them because I love them. Um, I also listen to, like, uh, Ben Kissel's uh, uh, Top Hat, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat and yes. stuff like that. Um, but I kind of just enjoy them in general and don't necessarily love the, the the true crime stuff, but what I love is the weird stuff that they talk about. I love the yes. woo-woo stuff. I love the you know the ghosts and all, all that kind of uh, stuff as well. What, what's your take on that aspect of Last Pod?
1: The right personality on a podcast, you can follow them wherever yeah. they're going to go. And it's, it's that passion thing. And that's another one you and I both like is when Blast From Our Past, when John does music, I don't miss a music episode. Uh, yeah. The way he talks and explains... A lot of my music interests overlap a lot more with Johnson with Adam's when they do a top 10. I have multiple times texted John after a few drinks and said, what's the song about the thing that I like? <laughs> <laughs> Takes a few texts back and forth before we figure out what it is. But it's always some one hit wonder from who knows when. And so that's, yeah, you can follow the right personality all over the place.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, guys and gals, I know you hear us plug it all the time, but I do—first uh, off, I don't ever plug anything that I don't personally like. So when I say, same as Keisha just said, uh, that I love the music review stuff, and I'll go uh, uh, an even step further and say I don't listen to those episodes until I can actually have the, the, the right headspace for it where, like, I can actually pay attention. Um, a lot of times it'll be like if I'm cleaning or something, but I just make sure I don't have, like, a lot of mental clutter going on because John is uh, probably, I guess, technically my second music teacher. My first music teacher would be uh, David W. Collins from the Soundtrack Show, and he he works for I think Lucas Arts. Does a lot of music for Lucas Arts and stuff, and he puts out a fantastic podcast called The Soundtrack Show, where he just breaks down uh, movie soundtracks, and it's fantastic. But you know, I learn about music through that and through John, and it's it's awesome awesome especially as someone who has absolutely no musical talent whatsoever
1: i keep a spotify list that is called fop and it is songs <laughs> i have found because john has said hey this is on my top 10 i've never heard it but i'm into it now thanks yeah. john <laughs> thanks john thanks john, yeah,
0: john it's awesome <laughs> and uh and while we're at it just let's plug talking back those guys are fantastic uh um adam adam <laughs> nope. tim and dean <laughs> yes. up in our buddies up in canada mm-hmm. the, the great white north uh they're they're crushing it over there and I, i'm loving the movies that they're picking to to talk about and i'm actually i'm learning a lot too about these movies because tim really really digs into them so it's it's a lot of fun all the shows on the network are a lot of fun and. I obviously that's by design but it's also because we we're not going to promote something that we don't personally like ourselves.
1: No, when someone goes deep into something because either it's their passion project or they've taken the time to to really look into it, you can follow them down that rabbit hole and f- feel fine because you've mm-hmm. got a guide and that's that's where they're going and I'm I'm on board every time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Alright, Keisha, now that we got the plugs out of the way yeah. and, and again it wasn't intended to to be structured I'm like sorry, that. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> what I listened to.
1: It's that in murder, and your audience is here to talk about Seinfeld and Right. Yeah, that's that's let's go there.
0: Yeah, let's let's go to Seinfeld. Uh well, first off <laughs> before Seinfeld, I've a burning question um for you, Keisha. Why Adam? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Every
1: everybody in this situation has married up. <laughs> there there are there are four people involved in this podcast when you count the wives. And yeah, everyone has married up in their own way. <laughs> that, that's what I got to say there. <laughs> oh, that's that's very
0: nice. We Adam and I usually imply that we're the one marrying up uh, uh, to uh, to you guys. So, uh, but but seriously, how long have you been a Seinfeld fan for?
1: Is is there a timeline there? I'm not going <laughs> to well, do the math. I don't know. I've always liked it. Well, it I, I guess it's I a should watch show. it when it
0: originally came out. When when it would originally aired.
1: Nope. Uh I'm one of those people who grew up without a lot of pop culture or television. Okay. so it's something I would have come across later in high school and college even I am just older than Adam just younger than you okay so I I got it later and it's one of those it's a repeatable show you can watch it over and over and that's that's where I pulled it from
0: what and I know this is probably a loaded question because there's a gazillion answers but what really sort of brought you into it like what grabbed you there and I guess I should say I guess uh, because I'm trying to you know form a picture here and uh are you a Friends fan as well by the way nope no, no, no.
1: But you're, uh, it sounds, you're you're trying to figure out, yeah, the why. Why why this show versus anything else. Yeah, and like I, what hooked you about right, science? Right, right. And especially, you know, you, Adam, and I all like, we have different forms of entertainment, what we find interesting. And it's, it's because it's a show about nothing. And when it's nothing, you've got a blank slate. So these situations that they're in, you can get, get these anytime, place. You can take a group of friends and put them in the 1800s, or you can put them in Pakistan, or pick a different religion, whatever the situation, and you're still going to have people who go out and get the job they're not qualified for, and then bring something back to the group. And well, I was on a date with this guy, and he said such and such, but maybe that meant da-da-da. So it's, it's such a blank slate in being about nothing that All of us can relate to it, no matter our form of entertainment, because you're kind of seeing your own life. You're like, yeah, my friends and I do that because everybody's group of friends does this. It's how people it's basically it's just human interaction. So that's what brought me in. It was a blank slate.
0: Okay, okay, I, I like that And I mean, like I said, that I mean, that's a pretty loaded question Considering mm-hmm. Adam and I have been talking 75 episodes Essentially just trying to get down, distill down to that point mm-hmm. uh, To like, what draws us in And as you know from the show, Adam and I will cue in on different things And also, you know, I also know that you cue in on different things as well Because uh, Adam will mention that And I think that's really cool that all three of us And, and, and you know, we can extrapolate outward that all the viewers, all these people can can find different things that they like about the show. And I think you're right, the fact that it has this, this hook that, that's pretty unique, but at the same time totally stupid, you know, where, where it's just about nothing. And you think that that's like a, a lame hook, but that's actually a very clever hook and that you can insert anything into there.
1: Things more and more often have to be really niche to have an audience. And this kind of went the opposite direction. It's a really wide cast net. So it's catching a lot of us. And yeah, it's there aren't really a lot of topics that are like problematic. So they do kind of cross groups, audience groups and time and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Now do you have a particular favorite friend, like Seinfeld friend in, in the group or, or do you just like the ensemble?
1: If you'd asked me my favorite character, I would have said the cafe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm going to say because, yeah, the the friends are all assholes at different times. Right. Um, and I, the, the group I run with is not a group of assholes. So, but I still see the personalities of this one is a perfectionist and this one is super liberal and worried about the fish and the tuna and the nets and this one doesn't care. Um, so it's... I think I think the group dynamic is what makes it work because even though that's not my group, I can see like, Oh yeah, that's how a group interacts. So I'm gonna have right. to say the dynamic. Yeah.
0: Is the, so the dynamic is the character that you that you like, uh, and and the monks diner, um, is it the right booth? Do you like the right booth, essentially?
1: Yes, I have I have yelled at you and Adam when you're discussing the booths and you get it wrong because there's there, there's there's <laughs> there's like the main booth and then there's the booth right next to it that's one closer to the door but not all yeah. the way at the wall and then there's the one when they need to be looking out the window. Yep. So yeah, there's yep. like there's three booths and is it is it Susie? What's the what's the way um. What's the cashier's name? What is her name?
0: Oh, Adam knows her. He's the one that's tracking her. But I yeah, keep she's... wanting to say
1: Susie Cohen, but that's not it. Oh, Ru- Someone's I yelling it at me. I think
0: it's Ruthie, Ruthie. Cohen. I think it's Ruthie, Ruthie. Cohen. Ruthie, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> having, having those, you know, reliable characters there, that helps. But whatever group of friends it is, you always have a place you're going to meet. And there's, yeah. you know, in, in society, Starbucks worked to be this, but we always have that third location. There's the idea of work, home, and a third location. Right. And so Monks really brings that home, and that makes it a friend
0: group. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that shit too. Um, I love movies that take place in like one location. I love shows that, that take place in one location. Uh, I was a big Cheers fan growing up, so I I can see Monks as much as possible. And honestly, I could have almost the bulk of the show be at Monks and still be fine with it. But I do love Jerry's apartment. That's that's another location that is very warm and, and, and inviting to me to the point where you know it feels like home for me as well. You know, and, and the Costanza's home and you have these little locations that they kind of come back to. And then there's ones that we hate, like the that weird restaurant that was at the beginning of, I think, this season or season four, where they were really trying to push this one restaurant location at us. And we Adam and I both hated that that location
1: that yeah sometimes they throw something at, it just doesn't work also having monks makes it realistic for me you know we lived in LA hate LA love LA miss it all of it yada, um, yada, yada. yeah yeah exactly um Only one time in Los Angeles, no, twice, did I ever run into someone I knew just out. You know, that doesn't happen in Los Angeles. It doesn't happen in New York. So, but in Monks, before there were cell phones and you could just, hey, where do we meet? The fact that they had this one location, you could just stop in and they were probably at their booth. That made it work in that city, which is where it had to be for Jerry's career and everything else, uh, all of it. So it really, yeah, it kind of brought it from being this unrealistic, oh, yeah, well, they'll just be there, to something that that worked.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I mean, I know that we kind of always note the technological difference of the 90s versus right now, um, but Myra and I, my, my wife and I were watching Friends last night uh, before going to bed. That's kind of our, our go-to show. Real quick, can I just... Can I just toot my own horn here? Do so, it. in the bedroom, we only have a DVD player and a limited amount of DVDs. The internet will not get there because the Wi Fi is literally in the opposite corners from the room, from where we are. So, it'll never get there. So, we always have to cycle through these DVDs that, like I said, I only have a handful of them versus a shit ton of Blu rays, but can't use them. So we actually went to a used video store and bought a couple seasons of, of Friends and just to have them just so we can cycle through them and go through them. And, you know, I'm sitting here with a complete series of Seinfeld on DVD, never once suggesting it to my wife because I know that she hates it. She said to me, she goes, would you like to buy like some Seinfeld seasons? I was like, babe, I have the entire series on DVD. I've never ever tried to force it upon you she's like oh okay and just like walked away I was like no no not okay that was monumental like this is a big deal like I've never tried to make you watch Seinfeld ever because I'm secretly hoping that she'll like like it on her own one day and I know if I force her to watch it that'll never happen but come on Keisha like I I you do like I can't even stress enough how, how much our nights are spent trying to figure out what DVD to put in the bedroom, yes. you know, yep, uh, yep. because we only have like 20 versus the hundreds of Blu-rays that we have. So I right. can't stress to you enough. I am sick of watching Friends season two and three over and over on repeat. <laughs> uh, she did just buy the um, the the full series on DVD via Amazon. So that's fine. We'll, we'll keep going with Friends. But come on. I didn't force Seinfeld on her.
1: Yeah, what I heard is Myra's amazing and we need to go back <laughs> to begin this conversation. We said, can I... T- toot my own horn and then you said in the bedroom and i would just want somebody to edit those together so i can use it against him
0: (laughs) god damn it (laughs) i knew i was barking up the wrong tree on this one all right
1: (laughs) no you did you did great congratulations you still married up
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're you're a hundred percent (laughs) right um back back to seinfeld do you have what is your your favorite side character what is your favorite like newman-esque character
1: I've been thinking about this all day, um, all the, there, I don't have a name, but it's a genre. It's the characters that come in and throw them off their game. Okay. On a regular basis, yeah, that's going to be Newman. Right. But, um, the librarian cop, Mr., I think it was Bookman? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't know how to handle that. Um, anytime, yeah, somebody comes in and they're like, oh, wait, there's other people in the world and we have to interact with them. Um. Any of Elaine's bosses, that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing. Yeah, Elaine's, Elaine's dad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, anytime somebody comes in and they have to realize it's not just the four of them.
0: Like, like they don't, they don't take the the Seinfeld shit. They're like, no, no, right, like I'm right. the main character of my world and I'm just going to yes. mess with, with Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Good point. Very yeah, good point. It, yeah.
1: Anytime they bump up against another main character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's, you know, that's going to create friction. That's always fun. Yes.
0: And Newman is definitely the main character in his universe. Oh, I'm yeah. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. Big fan.
0: And you, you love your Newman, right? I it's, do.
1: I do. <laughs> he's terrible. He's just as awful as they are. He's he from a different direction.
0: Yeah, I know. Because yeah. he's, he's, so, he's so giddily evil. Like, he's so openly evil. I think oh, yeah. that's oh. what makes him so much fun. But for me, I do also love the fact that, that – jerry and newman can interact like if 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 they couldn't interact it wouldn't be fun and i like the fact that once they get over that initial venom they can like behave cordially until you know a a micro moment comes up where you know jerry will just jump down his throat or something but i do love the fact that he's he's he always kind of is able to hang with newman and that's just that's what makes the great interactions
1: i do that at work I have people in my office who they don't like me. I don't like them, and we're on the same page about it. And so we can work fine together because we both know we don't like the other one, and it works fine. There's no pretending that we like each other, that we're cordial. We just don't. We just don't. So we get the job done, and that's it.
0: So it you're great. saying? So you're saying that you are someone else's Newman?
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
0: Mm-hmm. You are infinitely more attractive than Newman. <laughs> Adam, it. don't don't kill me.
1: <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He, He's he's still trying to figure out the lock I put on the podcast door. So we got a, we got a few minutes. <laughs> I think I can hear him out there. muffled. Let me in. That's that's what that is. Yeah, he hasn't figured out to pull the cord yet. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. Oh uh, okay. Another another Seinfeld. I'm just rattling them off because I, sure. I think this is I think Do this it. is a lot of fun because you know it, it's funny like you know. You and I haven't really had much, like you know, total one-on-one time to sort of hang out with. Although, you know, we, we communicate, we talk and everything, but we've never really had like a big chunk of time to get to know each other. And so this is kind of fun just to pick your Seinfeld brain. Um, do you have any particular favorite episodes like off the top of your head that you just, you love? Um, and it doesn't have to be anything we've already covered, but, you know, or do you have any particular favorite seasons that's, that's your favorite season or arcs? Whatever you want to sort of, you know, tell, tell the folks, the fine folks out there.
1: I'm going to go back to one y'all just had uh, hmm. because those are the ones I rewatch or I watched and listened to much recently in the conversion. Yes. I think you guys spent 15 minutes talking about bathroom habits <laughs> and how much toilet <laughs> paper is necessary. Um, and I got a real kick out of it because it just brings back that whole it's such a blank page that anybody can see themselves on it you know you and adam each had ideas on what does it mean to have a square to spare and you've i know he's worked in a movie theater does he not remember that it's all this one ply garbage like corporate toilet paper i know and i'm also i'm i'm gonna say two words to just settle this argument on how you cannot have a square to spare menstrual cycle Uh, uh, that yeah yeah i did it um that's (laughs) that's a thing so but yeah uh, my favorite episodes its not of seinfeld it's of cartwright I yell at you guys um, when you can't remember something, or I think you're misremembering it. Uh, Who's left-handed? Who's right-handed? Who said this? Who can go left and right? Yeah, I like to yell at the phone, at the podcast about (laughs) those things. Um, Those are fun. But yes, the, the square to spare, that was one. Now, I agree. When it came to the do you have a tissue when Elaine is sitting in the booth, and this is not a restroom situation, it got weird. (laughs) <laughs> because even then, no, I don't have any. It's like there's there's napkins right there. What is what is happening? Right. But we've all been in these weird situations with our friend groups.
0: And and while we're on the square to spare, yes. uh, did, did Have you ever seen Lost Boys? Did you know who Jamie Gertz was?
1: I, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, okay. I've 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 seen five movies and I've seen them over and over again. <laughs> that's what Adam I, said. <laughs> yeah, that's he he's right. And I figured it out. It's yeah. I watched what did he say? I think it's a Jurassic Park, Jaws, and Jumanji. Oh,
0: uh, he he threw. I think he threw Super Troopers in there.
1: Oh, yeah, he did. Hey. Which would be the odd one out, because basically I like to watch actors interact with uh, inanimate objects, CGI, or in the case of Jumanji 2, and I guess it'd be like Jumanji 2.1 or whatever they want to call it. I don't even know. I don't know the real name, but um, it's watching them pretend to be other actors, pretend to be characters. It's I, I've gotten where I don't see the movie. I see the actors portraying the characters and that's so it's just a whole different thing so no i don't know who that is she's one of jerry's girlfriends yeah, that's who okay. that is yeah, yeah
0: you so you don't know who jamie gertz is nope. but i could say to you littering and littering and littering and <laughs> littering and smoking the reefer and you would get that
1: yes <laughs> no,
0: i, 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 I fucking i love super troopers from. by the way i absolutely fucking love that yeah, movie
1: I, I and it it doesn't fit with my personality at all. I don't know why I like it. It's, uh, my my pop culture personality and likes—it's uh, like I picked up garbage off the floor and just kept it. I I got nothing else. It's so it's it's so weird, especially compared to Adam.
0: So, <laughs> so you you mentioned that growing up you weren't as I guess uh, inundated with with a bunch of pop culture That's stuff. Right. Did did you guys not have a TV? What was your like? What was your high there, school and, and growing up like?
1: There was a television. It had bunny ears, and uh. we were very much not allowed to use it. Okay, uh, lots of books, unlimited books. And we were working very young. That's just the climate that we were in at the time, the location. So our pop culture would have been uh, like more recent, but you know, be like reading the Babysitter Club books or something. Okay. So, uh, so pop culture wasn't a thing until later. And the majority of my pop culture interaction is is from being near Adam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Throw, a... Throwback
1: trivia takedown. If yeah. uh, we when when y'all are putting together questions. Um, he will ask me questions. If I get it immediately, it's too easy of a question. Yeah. If I have no clue, it might be too difficult. Yeah. If 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 it takes me a minute, and I can circle the answer. If I can get close to it, then we know it's about right for people who are into trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so this this lack of childhood uh, pop culture is now working beautifully <laughs> to the network benefit. But Yeah, it just it wasn't something I had coming up the way other people do.
0: So so you are you still a big reader then? I am, yes. Okay. What uh, what genres do you do you usually like?
1: Right now I've been reading thrillers, which Ooh. is fairly new. Okay. Um, I I read all kinds of stuff.
0: Well, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I've probably read about <laughs> a handful of books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've read a lot of comic books, but like I've I've only read kind of a handful of books on for fun to, to kind of go through. Um, and it's it's I've even read like Frank Herbert's Dune like uh, twice, and and sadly never went past the the first book. But I read Is that, that twice. because
1: Henry told you to on last podcast?
0: No, I actually okay. uh, I actually already had read that. I Just I like checking. dune um, I love Dune. I actually want to to read it again, but then move forward and and keep reading the series. But I don't have the time. I'll never. It'll never happen. Um, but yeah, I know Henry's uh, Henry's Henry's loving that. The only thing I kind of I really found through last podcast was uh, Strange Familiars. Uh, that's that the, Henry mentioned that one episode talking about it. Uh, Flannel Man. and uh, I I went to there and I've been listening to that guy Timothy Renner on Strange Familiars ever since and he's great. He's he's actually in Pennsylvania. He talks about uh bigfoots and stuff like that. Uh big feet, you know. But um he also kind of spins it with uh fairy folklore, uh you know. So it's it's kind of got a different spin to it. A little of course a little woo woo too. Um, but yeah, but I do I do love uh, Henry's Henry's obsession with with dune and uh Kissel's hatred for it.
1: It's it's so beautiful. It
0: is. H- have you read I, Dune? Nope.
1: Nope. Okay. Nope. Henry talking about it is enough for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's, that's that's good enough for me. <laughs>
1: but I mean, even that, I'm I'm going to liken that back to Seinfeld and the group where everybody has... They have their own interests and their own crap going on, and then they bring it back. And not everybody likes it or wants to hear about it. Yeah. Um, And that's... Yeah, that dynamic of the Seinfeld group is really... That's why I'm showing up every episode, even when they pissed me off the last episode. Is, and- yeah, is that that interaction
0: right wait do you wait uh the last podcast crew pissed you off
1: no Seinfeld oh I'm oh. saying that I'm saying that that's where they're similar yeah yeah this, yeah, yeah how that. you and I that have that different of interest are getting the same thing from both of these yeah. these
0: versions of pop culture right I gotcha I gotcha so while I have you on the line um yes. I know that Seinfeld has has tackled some some issues, uh, you know, like the uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, um, and you know, and thus Adam and I had to tackle said issues as well. Uh, do, did we do a good job? Because I did. don't. I'm trying to you know, I, I'm it's I'm not trying to toot our own horn or anything like that, but I'm at the same time I realize I have an invaluable way of getting feedback right now. And
1: yep from all the feedback in, in case I don't just message y'all privately enough and be like, do this, do that. Yeah. Um, cause since I consider myself a ghost producer on the <laughs> network. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the early days of all the shows, that's something I listen for. Are they, are they aware of what their audience is versus what it can be? Are they, are they isolating? Are they, are other, are certain people or some groups getting ignored and thus uh, they're not going to listen. And y'all are pretty solid on that. Um, you and Adam are both terrible people. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yes. You are yeah. both dirty as crap and just again married <laughs> up. That's the nicest way I can put it. Um, <laughs> but you're both also aware of that. You are both straight white. What is it? Cis het men married um, to women. It it uh it it couldn't be more considered quote you know privilege. Y'all are aware of that, and you're aware of everyone else around you and how your um way of seeing things is only yours. It doesn't apply even to the guy next to you. Yeah. And you do bring that to the podcast. You are aware of, well, Elaine might see it this way or, you know, George might see it this way or they're, Religion, color, location. Yeah, you, yeah, y'all are doing fine because if you weren't, you would have heard about it before now.
0: <laughs> okay, good. I, I, and I, I figured that, but at the same time, like I said, I, I mean, I got a, I got, a, I got a direct line right here. So, so I just wanted to make sure because that's that is something that you know Adam and I are both we try to you know we try to be fun we try to be funny we try to be ourselves we don't want to i don't think you should ever as a creator i don't as a content creator i don't think you should ever try to censor yourself but at the same time you can be aware of of other people's feelings and everything and i do think that we we do try to not like be complete pieces of shit. But, uh, sometimes it happens. You well, know. Adam and
1: I have one difference. He thinks, he believes everything is open for making fun of. Right. And I like that idea, but there are different times when we're becoming as a culture, as a people aware of situations. And we do modify during times. There are times when certain jokes aren't funny or we stop using certain words because they, they kind of, they just get icky to put yeah. it nicely. Um, so that stuff does, it, it shifts around, um, One of the things just, and this isn't on the podcast, but on the network, uh, listening to the recasts when the guys do um, on movies and TV shows from the very beginning, they have never stuck to gender, ethnicity, yeah. or race. It's always just a personality that might fit. Yeah. So yeah, so people who want even more of that, they can still get that on the network. But yeah, y'all y'all are doing fine. There are very few times that I get to come in and say things like, hey, square to spare, menstrual cycle. Yeah. Because <laughs> because y'all are already and even then y'all were like, we don't know. We haven't been girls going to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, y'all y'all have a certain amount of awareness it, what is it? It's uh, you know what you don't know, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. yeah. Exa-
0: yeah we are aware that we don't know certain sure. aspects of things. So, and that's
1: that's all any of us can do is know that we don't know anything and enjoy the hell out of it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good. I that that makes me happy. That makes me feel better about what we're doing. Because like I said, I, I want us to entertain and I want us to be fun and I want us to be us. But I don't want anyone to to ever. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Sure. And yep. and you know and. I'm not sure if you, because I know podcast after darks a bit long in the tooth with our three hour episodes, but you know Zach and I come across that issue uh, with a lot of these movies made in the '80s. You know they they drop the F word a lot, and I'm not tra- I'm not saying fuck. I'm I'm saying the the derogatory mm-hmm. uh, uh, word towards uh, homosexual people and. You know, and and that was like, it was just what you said back then. It was even in freaking Bill and Ted's where, you know, at the end of the movie, they hug each other and then they push each other away. And they're, you know, F, you know, and it's like, shit, you know, it's like, damn, that's that wasn't right back then, you know. And, you know, we can and we even try not to, like, say it on the show now just because it's I think we can all agree that there's no need to say that word to make other people feel bad, just to get a laugh or, or whatever, just erase it from the lexicon, you know? And and I know that I've been trying hard my entire life to erase that word from my lexicon because I used it for, like, for when something was lame, I would say it was gay, you know? And I'm just like, that's not right. So, you know, and I so I agree with what you're saying. I think that you, I don't want to ever see anything canceled. I don't want to ever see episodes of Seinfeld, especially, like, coming up the, uh, the one where Kramer kind of has the black face a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't want to see that to disappear ever, you know? But I do think at the same time that you can have a conversation about it and not use the derogatory words to have the conversation. You can still enjoy it without saying the derogatory words and, and, and just be aware of what's going on, you know?
1: Anything can be discussed without glorifying if you take the time to work around it. And also, we're all, we're all growing and changing in real time. But 20 years ago, we weren't doing it on camera and right. on tape so we just we just have to remember that um we can always find humor and entertainment in something and there's always something that's funny that isn't about an individual or who they are that's that's where i i come back to like it's this group of characters that's funny Mm and how they interact it's not because you know like one of them is a female or i think two of them are jewish you know like it, it it that that's not the plot point. It's the way they interact. Um, yeah, there's there's always a way to find humor without it being about an individual's innate traits. It's it's possible. If if you can't do that, f- find something else to do. Comedy's <laughs> not your thing.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I love what you said there. It's okay to discuss something without glorifying it. Yeah. And I I think that's a that's a fantastic way to put it. I like that a lot. Where where have you been for seventy five episodes? <laughs>
1: Uh, yelling in your Instagram
0: feed about what I think you're doing right and wrong yes 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 you are this is true this is true Uh, and it's funny uh, you mentioned um two of the characters being Jewish there is I've actually been getting some some feedback from some people that I think there's a I don't know a theory or whatever because it never comes out and says it but I don't think George Costanza is Jewish I think, uh, I, th- uh, that's what people have been telling me at least, but I mm-hmm. always assumed that he was, and, you know, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, so I think I was wrong the entire time.
1: Does that make an ass out of you and me, or does that make it better, because that means it was that open to interpretation, that you and I got one thing and somebody else got another, and that doesn't change the dynamic of the show.
0: Yep, yeah, and, and you're right, like, like, to, to, pretty much emphasize that. Um, you're right, it doesn't make any lick of difference what your religious background is, um, and I think you are correct. It's, it's you know, they're so, they're, they seem to be very agnostic, right? Like, because like of the whole Festivus and everything. Wait, agnostic means, yeah, you're, you're kind of like moot right you're kind of yeah yeah atheist
1: is without god agnostic agnostic means knowledge so it's yeah without not like you can't know if there is or isn't a god okay
0: yeah but i mean your most
1: recent episode was the conversion and you have the costanzas you know freaking out that george is going to convert and what you can get that in any religion, you've got a set of parents that are like, "Oh my gosh, we have to undo this. That is not specific to anything. So yeah. you know if you think they're one thing and I think they're another, it doesn't matter. We're seeing the same thing of the overbearing parents trying to tell their kid what he can and can't be when he just wants to get some from the hot chick. so uh, it's it's it we're still getting to the same thing regardless of the background.
0: I loved it when he called him fada. yes. <laughs> Yes. He, looked, he, was like, he was like, I was just nervous. He was so right. he was so cute when he said it.
1: He was, yes. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, I love that. That was such a good episode. And then the <laughs> the, the bizarro Kramer uh in New York running. Right. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I think I love Seinfeld, same as you, in uh, kind of the same reasons. You know, it's in everyone's heard at this point the things that I like about it, but I think it's because there's such a blank slate. Like you said, there's so much that's open for interpretation, you know, just even just George's religious background is open for interpretation. And that's, that's good writing right there. And, and just all the little pieces that it has, I think just makes up this awesome tapestry of just lightning striking. There will never be another Seinfeld. Now, that being said, you know Sonny is probably the most you know spiritual successor sort of to Seinfeld. We definitely wouldn't have Sonny if it wasn't for Seinfeld. Um, but there's there's never going to be another Seinfeld.
1: I agree, and in the same way that you can kind of imprint yourself and your group of friends onto all their situations, I think that's the same reason the monologues in the beginning and the end are so hit and miss. So the most recent one, if I remember the conversion, opened the one, the one about the doctor's office where it's like, well, you have on pants, so you're smarter than me. Cause I'm not wearing pants. And why is your diploma on the wall? Cause you have yeah. to prove something. And it's either you've been in that specific situation or you haven't, you're like, this doesn't work for me because it's so specific versus when you watch the show and then you can start to see like, yeah, I see why Elaine did this or why George is acting that way. Did it Like, yeah, the doctor one didn't hit for me either. It's like, that's not a thing. But then you go to the what was the last episode oh it was about medicine Um, or no, that was, that was the episode where Jerry's girlfriend had the fungus cream with the cats. Yes. And so he was saying like, once the medicine is in the medicine cabinet, it's closed. That's a medicine graveyard. If you're using it, it's on the sink. And I was like, oh, that's me. That's me exactly. (laughs) And so like, yeah, where the, the monologues are so hit and miss, the rest of it is just open where, yeah, like we just figured out literally it doesn't even matter what their religion is. And I mean, you could, you could. Let's, let's take gender and ethnicity. You can flip those around any which way and it's still going to work there too. Like just thinking about these, they're just so, it's, it's about nothing. How does, how have they made this many episodes about nothing and it hits so well.
0: Yeah. And, and let me ask you this about Elaine. Like one thing I love about her is I feel like they don't go with like, I'm kind of, Saying this in comparison to other sitcoms like Friends and, you know, Mad About You and all these like gen- like normal sitcoms, I feel like Elaine, they don't ever give her the normal female tropes in, in sitcom y type of stuff. She she feels just more fleshed out to the point where, you know, you could just you could inter inter you could say you could make her a male and everyone else female and everyone would still sort of like interact the same, you know. I, I think that is, is pretty interesting and am I wrong in that or or, or, no
1: I and it's 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 cool because it used to be that if you had a female character whether it was live action or animated the female character's personality was girl they had the pink bow in the hair and the personality was girl and that's not Elaine she has other things about her and that's yeah that's what you're seeing is she's an actual fleshed out character it's not just oh and here's the girl
0: yeah. And and but she's still feminine and she'll still do things that are that are girly and gr- that are great but yeah it's like not every episode they don't say okay what will a girl do right here it's just it's it's more it's what would Elaine do because That's Elaine right. is a character
1: yeah it'd be the same like if they if they took George back when he's in real estate and every episode was well what would a real estate agent do or Jerry what would a comedian do or yeah. Kramer what would a tall person do <laughs> that that's that's not relevant not just the episode but you know to a lot of the time you know yeah. occasionally it's like oh well this this door is too short so I'm gonna walk into it but yeah a lot of the times Elaine's gender is irrelevant
0: yeah and that's that's the great part about it that's and there's a, isn't there a term for that uh shoot there's a when when you uh, some a movie can pass a a uh, when, when uh, the
1: beckdale test there I, you go i think go. It's, is it beckdale that sounds right
0: Be, yeah the yeah. Bechdel, Yeah, however you pronounce yeah. it, the beckdale test you can test. have
1: Two named. There's a few different. I there's a few different like things that pass it, but I think it's you can have two named females that discuss anything other than like a male character.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think Elaine would would pass that on most episodes. They. I I, I guess what I'm trying to say is they don't use her just to kind of give like a female like opinion. She is not a
1: plot device. It is not her job to just move their plot forward. She is her or to explain
0: things to Mm -hmm. them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and that's and that's what's fantastic about it that's what's oh. freaking awesome about it and i know like I do know that that people have a problem with with how you know what Disney did with the Star Wars sequels and everything, but I will say the one of the best things that Disney has done with Star Wars has made it more inclusive. More more women are in it, and and more like uh, uh, ethnicities are are actually in it. So now even in the video games, you'll see like female Tie Fighter pilots, you know, female Imperial you know leaders and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. I like that. I'm I'm as someone who was raised by a single mom. I I grew up loving strong female characters and I always thought it was weird that there just, you know, weren't that many uh, or even like in Star Wars and stuff. But so I'm loving that kind of thing now.
1: If you get out of bed in the morning, there's going to be someone who has a problem with something you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so you might, <laughs> might as well go whole hog. Uh, representation does matter. And mm-hmm. it's fun to see yourself or someone you could imagine. Uh, in shows and stuff. And I, I, I just think Seinfeld was, they were a little early on that. Like you said, Elaine is a person. She's not f- character female. Yes. They, they did a good job with that. And they just, they did it early. They got in there. But now, yeah, like you said, Disney is Disney is doing that. We're seeing other places try to catch up with that. And it's pretty great. I'm, I'm enjoying watching remakes and updos and all this stuff with people who look like me, but aren't my color, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but we're we're getting there. But Seinfeld was early.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Seinfeld was early, and I just I, I haven't put this on record anywhere, so I just wanted to put it out there. Um, I've been playing this game called Star Wars Squadrons, which is you know it's a multiplayer game where you're like X wings versus Tie fighters, and you can pick from a pre selected handful of about I'd say ten you know pre selected character models. Uh, you know there's there's about five guys, five girls, uh, different ethnicities, and there is no blonde male like me and i'm sitting here so there's like you know there's there's an asian male asian female african-american uh indian and and white there's like a white female and i'm like oh oh, no one looks like me and i'm like oh i feel bad and i'm like wait a minute as a white blonde male who's been playing video games his whole time his whole life It immediately hit me. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's what every other ethnicity ever felt playing video games when it was always just pre-select white male, white female. You know what I mean? And, And I was like, huh. It was like a real world, huh, where I was like, this must be how it feels like, you know what I mean? And, and I, I, you know, of course, I do hope that maybe one day they will add a, a white male uh, character model to it. But I'm happy that there are other ethnicities and other uh, uh, sexes now in a galaxy far, far away. But like you said, I do think Elaine was probably, you know, it was a, a piece of the puzzle to get us to this point where we're at now. She
1: was, um, and there's there's other female characters in there that are the same. I think uh, isn't Kramer's mom, as mm. far as we know, she's portrayed on her own.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and she's I cannot think of her name. I can see her. <laughs> I can't think of her name, but she is not some stereotype. I I can't think of any stereotype she fits. She's that's Kramer's mom. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the character. It's not female or single mother or you know she's. I think the one thing I remember is she liked the guy. There was the jacket because yes. Kramer wanted the jacket. But even that is a, it becomes a personality thing. Yeah. So yeah, they, they had those characters in there. Um, you know, I can say what I would have liked to have seen, but why? It's a show from, you know, so long ago that we're, what I would have liked to have seen is what we are seeing. And that's people are building new shows where people don't look Like you and I do, or they come from different backgrounds, they have different religions, and those characters are being incorporated not as stereotypes or as tokens, but as characters who happen to have these other traits.
0: Man, I couldn't have said it better myself. That, <laughs> that was fantastic. This is not
1: where our discussion about nothing was supposed to go, but here we go. But although, here we are. Sorry, everyone.
0: Although it's pretty perfect because like a show about nothing, it's a blank slate for us to talk about anything.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: (laughs) Keisha, this was freaking awesome. Um, I I know it was unorthodox. I know we had no sort of template to go on, but I had a blast talking to you, and I know that everyone is going to enjoy hearing this. And I hope personally that this opens a door for for you coming on more often maybe we can start doing more bonus episodes or something but I I know that other people have been wanting to hear from you and Myra uh, because you guys are mentioned so much Uh, we do get messages you know we do people do mention that so uh, I think people are going to really really enjoy this do you have anything you want to plug or, uh, while you have this moment? I want to you give know, you. You know now. A...
1: <laughs> I feel like I know how the writers of Seinfeld must have felt where they sit down and they're like, "What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's just see where it goes." <laughs> so <laughs> That's what this feels like. Um, okay, I've talked enough about the BFOP network. Uh bfopnetwork.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at blastpasscast. Uh, <laughs> y'all know where those are. I'm on Instagram. Uh, mine is at least a mile I mentioned I run. Uh, the day this releases will be my day 1,500 in a row of never missing a day running yes so i've been running for 10 years but that's a little over four of no matter what even while we've dealt with covid i've run at least a mile every day yep. so I'm at at least a mile on Instagram at least a I occasionally pop up on the various network feeds on Instagram with my incredibly helpful never sarcastic comments um, <laughs> that's 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 where I am that's yes. what I have to plug you can you can come check out the running thing which is what I'm usually doing when I listen to these guys like I said until they make me stop and say what the
0: hell <laughs> I mean, what about and, you Corey and I remember I remember when you hit 1,000, I can't believe that amount of time has been 500 days, so I... Holy they crap. pass one day at
1: a time <laughs>
0: good lord but it's, it's oh, like I, I
1: like to say it's like brushing your teeth um it's easier to do it than not do it because if you don't brush your teeth first thing in the morning you're just thinking about it i haven't brushed my yeah. teeth i haven't brushed my it, when you're that many days in a row into anything it's easier to do it than to not do it
0: right because then you're just gonna dwell on it it's gonna it's That's gonna right. fuck up your whole day i That's i right. totally know what you mean yes um, yes yeah that's all i and by the way that's impressive as hell uh you know not just the the physicality of it but the commitment to it and i am always impressed with people who uh can commit to like a long bit you know like just i love long long form comedy and long form commitment like that and i think that is impressive as hell
1: Corey, either I'm going to do this while you guys are recording every so often, or I'm going to come into the podcast room screaming about something I think you should have said, <laughs> or when I hear Adam say, my wife, and then blah, blah, blah. It's very difficult to not come and say, actually. I, well, I've so, always you know, wanted it's, it's that, all and all I've never
0: had a problem if you were going to do that. You can pop in and correct Adam anytime <laughs> you want.
1: <laughs> He's going to bust the store down any minute and be like, okay. Okay, is, you, guys are, over.
0: you guys are done here. <laughs>
1: so, but yeah, we're, okay, so that's that's where they can find me. That's where they can find him. Where are they going to find you?
0: Oh, you know. You guys can find me talking to our pal Zach over at Podcasting After Dark. That is a cult movie podcast. By the time you're listening to this, the uh, our review of... Three fifteen. The moment of truth. 1986, starring Adam Baldwin. Uh, Keisha, are you a Firefly or Serenity fan?
1: Yes, I'm the reason Adam is a Firefly and Serenity fan. I don't think I ever got credit for that, but yes, I
0: am. <laughs> Good. Well, Jane, Jane. Uh, Adam, Adam Baldwin. It's his. Uh, it's it's a, it's one of those. Teen exploitation, like high school, you know, get revenge on the gang that, that beat you up sort of scenario. And uh it's 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 I mean it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Adam Baldwin is is awesome. I love that dude. Um but uh so you can you can listen to that episode right now. It's about three and a half hours long. So you know that we cover everything. And then by the time you're listening to this, the following Monday. We will drop our interview on the free feeds. We will drop our interview with Mark Ralston, who you guys all know as Drake, the heavy machine gunner from Aliens. And he was also in uh, Shawshank Redemption, a bunch of other stuff. But he he's also from Baltimore. So him and I had a great time talking about crab cakes and everything. And uh, it's one of the best interviews we've done. He is... Unbelievably nice and enthusiastic and like engaging. like it? Didn't feel like he was like, Oh, I'm just doing it because my manager told me to. He's so freaking nice. So, yeah, yeah. uh, Mark Ralston, Drake from from Aliens, is my new BFF. So, I'm very, very happy with that interview. So, yay. Yay. So, you guys can, yes, and hopefully knock on wood all goes well we will be back on track uh next week with a whole with a brand new episode you know uh uh, back on track and everything and uh, I do hope truly from the bottom of my heart Keisha that this opens the door for you to come back on you know maybe on the the season wrap-up show or something but I loved it man this was this was awesome and I love talking to you this is really cool
1: I am I am willing to participate as as long as your I know you call them supporters I call them your tolerators as long as y'all's tolerators are cool with it. On that note, y'all get online and let Adam know that uh, you you really were hoping this was him this episode and that he needs to get it together and get back in the podcasting booth.
0: He does, but guys, he sounds like shit. He does. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. Because <laughs> he was like he was like, well, we can record and just you know have the bad voice. I was like, ah, I want Cartwright no. to be like evergreen, you know, like. Because because in five years from now, this little hiatus won't matter, but the episodes will still be good. And uh, when he got on on today to kind of talk to me before you jumped on, I was like, oh, no, boy, you, you, sound, you sound terrible. Go away. Ew, gross. <laughs> It's, so hey we're, we're you hoping have to live for with recovery
1: them. I do to, yeah unfortunately. I do but right now I can't hear him with the headphones on so maybe I just stay in here yeah that, will that. Domino's deliver directly to this room I need somebody get me Google <laughs>
0: oh, I love it that's fantastic well I hope Adam gets better um I hope you I know you you, you caught a little bit of it but I hope you stay cool and, and you're fine and everyone's healthy down there and I love you guys and I I just hope you guys Are all safe and I hope you guys have a a good Thanksgiving. Um, we're just gonna be low-key, it's just gonna be me and my wife, so um, but I hope. Keisha, Adam, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I hope everyone out there listening to this has a great and, more importantly, safe Thanksgiving. Um, please, guys and gals, please all be safe out there. Uh, COVID is a real thing, and Adam is living proof of that. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, what what he said. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, Corey. Oh, no, Keisha, thank you so much.
1: I just wanted to get on here and give Adam a hard time.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, we will catch you all next, hopefully, next week with... The Dinner Party.